Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome. I am thrilled to have you back this week with me and James Redfield. We are doing a four-part series on the Celestine Prophecy, on the insights and the abilities. They are so integral uh, for a spiritual life, and particularly at this time. Our episode started last week when we went through insights and abilities one, two, and three. And so this week we're diving in to the fourth, fifth, and sixth insight that will support you on moving uh, through what we're going through at this time in the world with so much great change. I want to tell you a little bit about James before we get started. He's been keenly interested in human spirituality all of his life, and he was frustrated at a young age from the lack of answers to his questions about the true nature of the spiritual experience. He used an adventure parable approach that was part Indiana Jones and part Scott Peck, and that came out to be the Celestine Prophecy. And as he wrote in many of the following books as well, he created this amazing series and and body of work that truly has impacted people all over the world. It started out as a self-published book and then was brought to Warner Warner Books uh, and published And it has just reached everyone everywhere all over the world. And now it is reaching millennials. It has created a resurgence with millennials uh, asking the questions and seeking the answers. And that's part of the reason that we're doing this four-part series. And so I want to, number one, mention that you can find out more about him and the community he's building and a lot of the things that he does by going to CelestineVision.com. That link is also in the bio section of the page. And I want to dive right into all of this information because it's so rich and beautiful and so integral to the time that we are uh, today. So welcome back, James. I'm thrilled to go into the next section of this series and dive right in. We talked a bit about uh, the noticing of synchronicity, which is the first insight, and the world having a spiritual design, which is the second, giving into the karmic design, which is the third. And that has led us now to going more deeply into what we will start with, the human control dramas. And we see a lot of that in the world today, whether we're looking at big business or we're looking at politics or we're looking simply at relationships. There is a certain energy and a back and forth and a control drama that can take place that is sometimes very visible and sometimes seemingly invisible but still going on. Can you talk a little bit about the human control dramas? Uh, yes, and thank you. Uh, it's nice to be with you again. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things about the third insight uh, that sets up the fourth one we're talking about now is that it's, a, it's an understanding of uh, karma, and it works simply. If you're a giver, you draw more givers into your life. This is a metaphysical experience that you can prove to yourself. And so it's all about giving as a kind of base intention uh, that we have uh, to increase our consciousness and intuition and all, go- all that goes with that. But 
we may think we're giving because that's what we do consciously, but what happens is that sometimes we take, really we take energy from people unconsciously. And that's what happens in power struggles where people are arguing, uh, defending themselves uh, in, a, in a power struggle. Uh, what occurs is that both people experience criticism or some other uh, way of, uh, of, of moving energy from one person to the other. So it's uh, a power struggle is just that. It's about the energy of who's going to be the smartest one or who's going to be the most important one in the conversation. And it's very funny because uh, we all do this at times, and the interaction psychologists in the 80s and 90s really studied this uh, completely. So it's a, it's a, it's it's really a real experience that people have. But it does. If you get into a power struggle, you're seeking to uh, elevate yourself, and the other person feels diminished because we're competing over the energy. Uh, of the situation that that the energy that's between two people, so uh, that's exactly what we'll do. Uh, we will uh, go through the typical uh, control dramas that happen that people use to uh, get people to give them energy, uh, to take other people's energy in a real way. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you okay. a question, James. When we're talking about this control drama. Um, can you give an example? Is it is it a physical response? Is it an energetic response? Can you talk about the different ways that that actually illustrates from a human being? Well, what occurs is that uh, it it's how we feel. In other words, we we operate at a certain level of self confidence and and energy, uh, but when we run into a situation with another another person, we start to doubt ourselves. And what happens is that that lowers our sort of uh, self uh, uh, level of inspiration uh, in the world and our confidence in the world. And uh, that's what power uh, struggles do. Uh, they can bring us down. And I'll give you just an example. It's better to look at the example. But if we look at, um, say, the most passive control drama, and remember the control dramas are designed to uh, to mute, move, get you to give energy uh, into the person who's performing the control drama. They're manipulating for your attention and therefore uh, your energy. Uh, they want you to defer to them. Uh, so let's look at the most passive, okay? It's a... Uh, one that we all are familiar with, and that's the guilt trip. Now, the guilt trip happens when, and when we, when we're interacting with somebody, and they, they do just that. They say something like, "Well, you, you promised to call me uh, yesterday, and you know, you didn't, you didn't call me." Uh, the, all these things happened. I had nobody to talk to them, uh, 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 talk about it with, any, you know, and um, it's a. Uh, what happens is it's a bid for you for you to send your attention to them because what do we do in that case? We say, "Oh my goodness, Dad, did I promise that? Did I uh, did I let that person down?" And when you shift the attention, defer the attention, or defer to the other person, uh, 
and uh, the energy, your energy goes into that other person in a real way, making them feel filled up, making them feel important, making them feel uh, kind of better. Uh, because what's being caught over here is, is human energy, you know, the levels of energy that we have at the ego level. Now, if we tune in spiritually, you know, we have all the energy we need. So it's very difficult to... to uh, get into an argument uh, about ener- the energy levels and who's the smartest one, who's going to who's going to rule in certain situations. So, uh, but the poor me, you'd recognize immediately it's a guilt trip. And as soon as you start pondering, well, did I do that? You know, and you may ask questions uh, of the other person. And uh, many times, though, it's just it's just a drama. Uh, you, you know, you didn't do anything to be uh, concerned about. You didn't do anything to let them down. There was no um, real, uh, uh, maybe it wasn't even important, but it's a, and what, a way to... what does the individual that is, when you become aware that you're in the midst of a, of a control drama and, and you, you get to that point and you go, wait a minute, something's happening here and I'm feeling guilted or this person's blaming or shaming, what is the the thing that people should do to step out of that control drama, and how is that energy shifted? Well, it, it's all about energy, right? So if you get into the, if you feel this, and rather than get angry about it or accuse them of the guilt trip or any of those things that escalate the power struggle, you do what they, you give what they really want. That's energy and attention. You just uh, start to intend that, you know, you're giving them energy, you're uh, appreciating them, you're, you just start that uh, process without saying a word. You just intend uh, for your energy to go into that person. And then you do something that's clarifying. Uh, what you do is you, Find a way to mention how you how you felt. Uh, that that you have to do that deftly, but and lovingly, really, because what happens is that you want to turn the the interaction uh, authentic, and that means you have to be, tell the truth. And the truth of the situation there is you just felt guilt trip. So you have to say, you know, sometimes when I'm with you. I feel like you, uh, you know, you put me on a uh, a guilt trip. You, you know, you try to uh, make me doubt myself, uh, which feels like, uh, you know, making me feel guilty about something. And so while that sounds, on the face of it, impolite and all the rest within social norms, what happens is if you do that lovingly, Sometimes they'll just go authentic with you and say, you know, I do do that. Uh, I've been I've been working on that. You know, you're right. That's something I got from my grandmother. <laughs> you know, whatever they might say. But what happens is, in in with when it goes authentic, the power struggle dissipates. So what you do is you move from an in inauthentic blame game uh, over over this human energy who's going to be the uh, one in the spotlight, um, and you you make it turn 
uh, authentic. And, and by giving the energy anyway, you're giving care, regard, uh, love. Uh, you know, you're looking for their authenticity in their in in the in their face. You know, speaking to that. Uh, and what happens is, uh, again, sometimes they'll just pop right into an authentic statement about it. Uh, but even if they don't, even if they don't, you've done, you've done what is, uh, you, you give them a gift. Even if they uh, deny it or get mad about it, you've given them your gift. Uh, you've tried to be helpful uh, because just pretending to say something nice is not what we're talking about here. You know, it's bad karma when you uh, try to take back energy or uh, you know, you use a control drama against the, the control drama you're being presented with. You know, you're you're in that game of taking energy, and that's bad karma. You know, that's a taker kind of thing. So you might we might even say this 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 shift from three to four. It's really uh, the path that humanity has to take in order to be more spiritually aligned and uh, and, and really have the benefits of this. Uh, what is the true karma of this world? The true design is about giving, and that we have to make sure that we don't give uh, unconsciously. Okay, so if you fight so- back, if you defend yourself, it's a problem. So, so James, a lot of people are going to listen to this and they're going to be looking at our world today and, and looking at, at whether it's the, the upcoming election and the, and the mudslinging that's going on or it's looking at uh, a relationship that's going on at work or something like that. And they're in this struggle and all of a sudden they shift from, okay, energy's being taken from me anyway, let me shift into this position where I'm consciously giving energy to that person. But a lot of people would say, but what about the truth? Or what about what, you know, my feelings seen, heard, and acknowledged? Or what about uh, having something that is uh, incongruent or dishonest or an injustice being righted? Where does, where does that play into this very 3D control drama issue? Because I think a lot of people struggle with that particular part of it. They're wanting to be spiritual, they're wanting to be giving, but in that moment in the heat of a control drama to turn around and be loving is something that an individual would want to do, but if an injustice is happening or if there is a person that uh, is is a narcissist, let's say, or someone that is just not going to ever come back and say anything, what do you say to those people? Well, you you say, you know, you what you say yourself is I gave a truthful response to this situation, you know. And see, the thing is, the next insight, which is fifth, is the insight that comes comes from the mystics of every religion, every spiritual path that's true. Uh, and that is that we have to we have to have our security and our energy uh, coming from within with an open heart. I mean, you get, you you can, uh, and this is, again, part of the human potential movement uh, material that has, that is, that is being presented, uh, especially right now, as a kind of consensus 
you met argument. You said, yeah, we can transcend all arguments. We, we tell our truth. So in, in the example of the control drama, you know, if the person is, is uh, uh, you know, taking a, that position where you're bad or you're, you didn't do enough or any of that stuff, you know, what, what, what really supports our own lives and, and, and we give them a gift of that same level of energy, it's not a, ever having to uh, uh, go to war with someone. We just speak our truth in the most loving kind of way we can. That, you know, it, as soon as you start trying to fix somebody who's talking the wrong way by overpowering them, which is a, there's a lot of it out there, uh, uh, what happens is that you just give something negative more energy. You know, you kind of you, you kind of get on the dark side and with them. So anything that you hate or detest or <clears throat> can't stand, all that, if you if, you know, if you go after them in a battle, they just bristle up and get stronger. You never can shame somebody enough to get them to to get rid of a position. They just get stronger, bristle up more, go talk to their friends about how bad it is. You know, let's fight harder. You know, <laughs> and that's exactly the wrong way to improve the world. So that's the complication of these control dramas. Uh, humanity has to, has to move into uh, a loving expression of the truth and holding that truth. You know, if the person says, well, I didn't do that, I didn't do any of that guilt-tripping stuff, you say, you don't argue with them. You don't say, well, you're dumb for not tuning in. What, we, what you do is you give them energy hoping they will move into uh, a kind of authentic state. Uh, so you, you're not, you're demonstrating what the light side looks like, hoping that the person who's, who's hooked in a power struggle with, with everyone will uh, move over to where you are. You're not making them do it. Uh, and, and so it's so key that right now, especially, uh, because so so you know so many conversations are so irrational uh, out there, especially politically. You know, it it the only way to live through that all these power struggles is that you just you 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 stay you transcend the power struggles. You don't shame anybody, give them energy, but you also tell the truth about how you feel around them. If they if they say. You're crazy. Say, well, that's just how I feel. And uh, what happens is that the person, even if they don't accept that gift you, you're trying to give them, somebody else will will start will tell them the same thing, and, and and they'll hear it more and more. And finally, that truth happens will occur. Well, yeah, that's a game I play. I don't want to play that anymore. And they'll move into authenticity, uh, which would which is what we all need to do to improve the world. And when you're talking about this, it sounds as if really to get to that place where you're authentically and genuinely giving the other that energy of whether it's love or compassion or acknowledgement requires an inter a look inside. It requires first getting clear and straight about that truth or uh, getting clear about 
the higher being in one another uh, or getting clear uh, about uh, a, a state of neutrality around the situation that's going on. So is there a pause that has to take place or uh, is, is, is it something that can that instantly be done where you just start giving energy without the charge, the negative charge? Well, the, 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 you know, the solution is much easier when you go from the fourth uh, insight. And remember, these, as I uh, have presented these insights, they're really uh, archetypal firings of, of inspiration energy. Okay, it's their understandings. All these insights are understandings of how the world really works. So we know that uh, at the fourth insight, uh, we have got to uh, make a decision to um, to open up to our energy and security from inside, uh, to give energy and love as a way for to fill up with it first and let it flow out of you. That's a way to stay connected, but uh, really we need this the fifth step to open up fully to this uh, this energy within uh, so that we can uh, that we can start to to send that to not not compete over just mere uh, human energy, but we have a divine energy that comes in. Uh, that is our birthright and something that, again, we can prove to ourselves uh, is real. Before we dive fully into that fifth insight, I want to mention our sponsor for the show, which is BetterHelp, and they want you to start living a happier life today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and they want to ask you, is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Because they have individuals that they can match you to with a licensed professional therapist that you can communicate with in under 48 hours. They will assess your needs. They will support you in getting a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule your video or phone session so that you don't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional counseling that's done securely online. And there is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. It is available worldwide, and you can log into your account at any time. Uh, You will find it more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. For 1111 listeners, they are providing a special offer, uh, and that is 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash 11. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And over a million people are now taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 for that 10% off your first month. So getting back to um, now insight, the spiritual connection. We we are now deepening into the knowing and the confidence and the understanding that there's something bigger than us in us going and, and going on in this situation. Talk a little bit more about that spiritual connection that we have to ground into and really integrate and understand is there. Well, the first thing we need to do is is to real really be realistic about what 
spiritual connection, higher spiritual consciousness, uh, that connection is. Uh, and it's really a, a heart connection uh, that all the all the the true mystics talk about all the yeah you know, the spiritual adepts and leaders from all of from you know a hundred years of history. Uh, it's you know the, the spiritual consciousness uh, has to be a connection with a larger part of ourselves that's behind this existence of ours. So we're we're uh, connecting uh, in a way that. Uh, opens us up to a higher intuitive knowledge. Now, that's, you know, you can pursue that really in any any religion. Uh, it's, it is a, uh, every religion has its uh, higher consciousness representatives, right? Uh, so you can understand uh, spirituality at a, a very materialistic, very materialistic uh, level. Or we can go into the true, uh, amazing experiences of spiritual connection. And I'm going to yeah, pause you right awesome. there, James, so that okay. we can go for a quick commercial break. The Celestine Consciousness is our birthright. It offers a positive, contagious, uplifting effect on others, and it creates the best life any of us individuals can attain. The Celestine Prophecy describes the rise of a higher spiritual consciousness that can replace the fear and hatred. The book depicts another future, one born of loving honesty that can shine the light on darkness and replace it with an authentic spirituality. So definitely pick up a copy of the book. But you can also sign up for their mailing list at CelestineVision.com and you can be informed about the meetups to meet with James on Zoom or some of the other information that is going to be coming out about there. Uh, community that is birthing. We'll be right back after these messages with James Redfield and more insights and abilities. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, 
greater fulfillment and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. All of the anger and corruption we see around us is merely showing itself so it can be resolved. But reacting to corruption with more anger and hatred just doesn't work. Hate makes the object of our hatred react in defense of itself, so it seeks to grow larger and more powerful through becoming more corrupt. If you're a millennial or you have a loved one, The Celestine Prophecy novel is now being passed around to greater numbers by millennials and their older children, who are approaching college age. And the reason is because these two generations are most alarmed at a world racked by anger and division and corruption. And these two generations will soon make up the majority of people in the world. We've talked a little bit about human control dramas at the outset of this show, and we're moving into now the fifth insight, which is on the spiritual connection. We're with James Redfield, who is the author of The Celestine Prophecy, and he is the steward of this beautiful work that is showing us the way that we can move forward through these beautiful insights and abilities. Welcome back, James. We were talking a little bit about that spiritual connection and deepening into that. And I stopped you as you were going more deeply into uh, how to uh, anchor more deeply into this place where we understand that there is a grounded place of well-being and peace inside of us that we can access. How do we get there? How do we truly understand that we are not alone and that this connection is ever-present to shift the world that we see into the world that we truly deserve? Well, you know, many writers and and uh, spiritual adepts and uh, scientists you know, have looked uh, very closely over the last hundred years at this experience. Um, that's why I say it's, it's a very well-known experience. It's, uh, it's our birthright. It's a possibility. But we have to actually uh, go searching for it. Now, what happens is that sometimes, you know, we're... We're on a cliff overlooking the ocean, and it's a magnificent sunset, and we just have what has been called a a peak experience. Uh, What happens is that our glutamate receptors fire without any, uh, any, you know, artificial glutamate. You might get from bad foods, but it's a kind of spontaneous opening to this spiritual connection because it's 
it's really always there for us. Uh, it's it's yeah, our earthly ego power that that uh, that keeps us out of it uh, a lot. But yeah, the point is, it can happen spontaneously. Uh, and and what it feels like is just a kind of inner opening, uh, and it's a uh, it makes you move into the center uh, of your own existence. In other words, uh, you're, you're, it, it, you feel like, well, things feel destined that you do when you're in the state. You're on a path of your own. Uh, you're the star of your movie unfolding. You're not a bit player in somebody else's uh, movie. Uh, and it's, it's that centeredness that opens up this inspir- what I call inspiration energy because it's so inspiring. And, and what occurs then is, is that we uh, start to sense a kind of connection, a guidance, uh, a mystery about our own life, and yes, a sense of destiny that seems to be, be playing out in the moments that we're in, in this, in this uh, connection. Now, again, that can happen uh, spontaneously. Most of us have to do some practices to find this. And it's a, it's a, you know, all the mindfulness meditations in the world, they, they don't call themselves spiritual, but they do help with finding the centered uh, connection. You, you pop into it spontaneously that way. Uh, but it's a, it's a way of practicing and it. And I think that what works best uh, is not to do just an ordinary mindfulness uh, meditation where you just try to quiet your mind. You know, you just quiet your mind every time. A, you, you pick 20 minutes and you're alone with yourself. And that has its uh, barriers, uh, you know, because very often it's a little anxious to be sitting alone for, for some people. I know that before I started meditation, uh, I, I felt a little uh, anxious just sitting there doing nothing suddenly, having to just be present. Uh, uh, but once you pass that, it's, a, it's something you can uh, practice. But I, I, I think it works best. It, it's more of a spiritual experience if we don't let go just of our ego thoughts and all the things we hate about ourselves or the bad, the crazy things we've said or done, uh, you know, uh, all that comes to us when we're sitting alone. <laughs> and and uh, it's all about, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, how smart we are or not smart we are. You know, all the, that is chatter. That's mental chatter. And we have we have to commit to at least you know ten twenty minutes of every time that one of those things come up, uh, the old conversations, you know, things we said that we shouldn't have. Yeah, just we have to as soon as we see that it's taken over our minds, we let it go and come back to another intention for the meditation, and that intention, I I believe. Uh, is best served by uh, intending, uh, trying to feel uh, a kind of heart opening, and that's that is 
again, something that we're wired to do. Uh, That's really powerful. We have to feel something. That's really powerful what you just said, James, because I think so often people, when they sit down to get to that quiet place, either the mental chatter takes over or they get more focused on the practice and wanting to have some type of supernatural experience. So it becomes more in about an, an agenda or an action rather than really wanting the experience of the heart opening, really letting that be the full intention and inviting that and intending that to be the experience and the, the ongoing, uh, in a sense, devotion to that rather than um, seeking an answer or uh, some other type of experience beyond where they are. Can you talk a little bit more about the heart opening experience and what that really means? Yeah, it's, you know, the experience, I mean, as soon as we intend to have an, uh, and, and to do this, to have a heart opening means that you have to get in touch with the love that's within you. Uh, that's given to you, uh, and, and I'm talking about agape love—a love without an object. We're used to loving someone. Uh, you know, we can feel we have times of loving. You know, when the first puppy uh, that we had as a child, you know, our, our parents, our children—you uh, know—they bring love out in us, and that's great. That's a good example of what it feels like. But what we want is to have that as a state, an emotional state, all the time. And what happens with that is that this emotional state, agape love, is the, you know, people argue with people all the time, you know, where they say, well, that's too mushy, it's too soft, you know, that's, nobody takes that seriously, it's a hard world out there, you can't go around in that state. Well, it's the strongest state you can be in. It is the most powerful creative state you can be in. It's the it's what generates self-confidence because all the stuff that come in with that heart opening. Uh, but it's it's our true emotion. Now many times in in uh, meditation we have to we have to deal with these emotions. I mentioned anxiety, but you know we all have uh, anger, anxiety, uh, hurts that we think come from what we think other people have done to us. Unsupportive moments in our lives, a, a sense of abandonment. Yeah, all those are hurts that pop up. And the only way to to handle those emotions that come up in life is to have a stronger emotion that that is your primary emotion. So all these things are going to erupt sometimes. But if we have this love-centered, heart-opening, emotional stability, you know, that anger will flash maybe, but it can then quickly be let go of. So that's another let go of process. When, when these emotions come up, you come back to love. And you find that love. You know, you can think about all the times you've experienced it and just be there until it opens up in your heart. And it will, because we're wired to do that. Uh, And again, there's, you know, there's more meditation going on in the world than ever before. So as that happens, 
consciousness and, and the powers of intention uh, make it easier for any of us to move into this meditative process. But the, the key thing about all this is when heart opened, all these other abilities and parts of our consciousness come into play, um, primarily our intuitive intelligence. Well, I think one reason that a lot of people struggle in life is they're looking for that sense of connection, confidence, mission, purpose, and it's all kind of braided together once the heart opens. All of those pieces start to trickle in, and we realize that we're actually being led towards that mission that is our life mission. But we have to be able to sense it, and that means growing our intuition, growing our degree of consistently loving uh, and and then moving into that space. So how is that spiritual connection uh, more deeply enhanced on an ongoing basis? And then how do we open up to sense that life mission, which is the sixth insight? Well, it takes practice. And, uh, you know, if, if we can't count on just seeing a sunset and it happening to us. Uh, and we also have to be ready to give up our uh, our uh, scripts and control dramas, right? I mean, if we think everybody has hurt us, so we, uh, yeah, we try to, but but are abandoning us, then we try to guilt trip them, guilt trip them into not abandoning us, and that just keeps us going in a circle in an old script. And, but to see, it has to be replaced by an active uh, discussion with yourself and with other people about what this experience is like. I, one thing about a community, we're trying to instill this in the self-seeing community, is, uh, you know, the more you talk about it, the more it becomes a reality that you can discuss. And you can be, you share where you are in the process of opening up to this. Um, there's a shortcut that I think really uh, works well, and I'll just go ahead and talk about it here. And that is making sure you're giving loving energy as an intention to other people. Uh, because, again, what happens is if you, know, you wake up depressed and think of all the, 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 the depressed, bummed out, even uh, alarmed people out there now with with because of the shutdown that didn't have to happen, you know that they are uh, they you know the the whole two whole generations have had their economics pulled out from under them, and so uh, I also think the silver lining is that creating a more of a spiritual reset for everybody because if you yeah. if we ever need needed miracles, it's right now, right? Yes, most definitely. And but, when we're talking it, it, about sending this love that you're saying and giving that love and that energy on a consistent basis as an intention, is that something that people can do not just to the individuals in their lives or um, where they end up in the human control dramas with, but can we give that to our political system? Can we give that to another country that is a threat? Can we give that that intention of loving energy to anything, and does it really create a shift? Yeah. Well, let's see, the key thing is, if you're, if you're, you know, imagining that 
that energy flowing out of you into the world or an individual, what happens is that it, you fill up with it first. So it's a, it's a uh, shortcut. It doesn't replace the contemplated time in meditation, but it is a way to, you know, if you, you're bummed out, go find somebody, somebody that you can uh, help that's bummed out. Get the energy flowing toward them with love and uh, you know compassion and uh, and and intuitive suggestions, sharing of our own experiences about things, and that's that's where we're going with this. Uh, as we open up with a spiritual connection, this this intelligence, this intuitive intelligence, uh, comes into us. Uh, and the full scope of that, of course, happens uh, at the next step, six. But it is, it is a, um, a way of opening to this intelligence that comes in the, in the, the form of uh, hunches, uh, in the form of uh, you know, gut feelings, in the forms uh, of vision, daydreams. Uh, you know, my, my whole uh, creative experience began with, with a daydream. And, uh, uh, and it's, you know, you have to pay attention to all that and act on whatever the message is very quickly, because what happens is that, that, that puts you in a, uh, in a place. If you act on it, uh, you go to a place, whatever it is, whatever the action is, you go into an experience somewhere where a key synchronicity can happen. And of course, uh, so, so synchronicity then. Uh, happens more frequently in your life. And that's what we want, right? These are little miracles. Yes. I had uh, Marianne Williamson on not long ago, and one thing she said was we can do all of the the spiritual work. We can do the meditation. We can do the prayer. We can connect. We can do all of these things. But that's not the final step, that there has to be inspired action because we live in a 3D world. We live in a world where there is duality. What what do you say to that, and how does this apply, and how how does this this correlate with that? Is there is that inspiredness that you talk about? Is it inspired action, or is it creating the change internally and watching the synchronicity match up outside? Well, as long as the action's positive and peaceful, uh, we can you know we can do all kinds of things, and uh, you know it's. It's when it gets, whenever it's in the act of hating something, uh, we just join the dark side. So there's just more hate in the world. So, uh, you know, politicians, I mean, as soon as you realize that you're screaming at a politician on the television, you know you're joining the dark side instead of stepping over into the light. Uh, Because if it's not really love-based, and person-to-person based where every, per, you know, don't, don't dehumanize anybody, you know, because everybody could, you may think they're in, the, they're in darkness or whatever, but in an instant, they can pop into this spiritual connection that we've been describing. So the only thing that's contagious is, is, uh, is love. Uh, hate gets just darker if you attack it. Uh, you just have to stand for the light and amplify that 
and hold that position. You know, one of the, one of the things that the, the books talk about is a building of a critical mass. That's what I'm talking about. People who live in that space. Uh, we, we think of our community as uh, building this critical mass. It only takes a small percentage of the, the humans on Earth to live in this space that we're describing, which is our natural birthright, our true spiritual connection in a, in a spiritual world. Uh, and once we understand how it all works together, you know, it's, it really uh, allows us to move into these higher inspired states. And, and yeah, it's action. It, it's, the first thing we do is start telling the truth, um, our truth to tell. Uh, our our uh, puddle of pollution to help shine a positive, loving light on. So it's all got to be that way to uh, to be progress. Otherwise, it's just increasing the level of discord in the world. And all of these things that are happening in their world, that they are in a way catalyzing this critical mass into coming to the fore. Don't you think? Uh-huh. Yeah, even. Even the darkest of the dark, and believe me, one of the things we're learning right now is that the, the, the ordinary world out there is darker than, than we ever thought. Uh, and it's who, who's shining light on that uh, rather than who's denying it, you know? Who's, who's cleaning up uh, and, and exposing the pedophilia rings and who's not? Who's pretending it's not happening? Uh, so we, you know, we can uh, we can just look out there and realize that uh, in one one just one comment on politics, everything's turned upside down. Uh, parties have slipped in, in multiple times in the last few years. So it's all, it's about the person that we're going to support, you know, uh, in terms of what what are they pointing to that needs to be cleaned up and. Uh, and that's that's to me that's that keeps us free to express spiritually and create spiritually and and, and it keeps our freedom of creation. So uh, that that's I believe where we are because we're realizing that uh, you know a lot of there's a lot of lag and manipulation out there and we just have to cut through it. So there is a way to live and ground in the light as well as advocacy. There is a way to be uh, a sacred activist along with being someone that's grounded in the presence and power of love. That's right. And just use Martin Luther King and Gandhi as examples, not anything else. You know, it has to be loving and nonviolent or it just creates the discord and the reaction from the other side. This is really about building the energy of of truly utilizing love as the power. It doesn't mean that we can't take a stand. It doesn't mean that we cannot call out injustice. It doesn't mean that we can't have compassion for the one that was once viewed as the villain or the terrorizer or the 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 person that was committing the crime. It is understanding that by telling the truth, we are also acting in compassion to allow that individual the space and the focus and the time that they require to come to their own truth in time. That's right. 
and and it's again it's 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 connected to a higher calling for humankind you know the, the spiritual connection and it acts as though that's the motivating spirit uh so yeah you know i mean i there's a lot of stuff that needs to be exposed and cleaned up in a in a very loving, energized way out there because it, everything is showing itself to be what it really is. Now there's there's a lot of propaganda all over the place, uh, but what we really see is all this really negative uh, stuff ex- exposing itself to be cleaned up and. Uh, uh, you know, that's part of the process. We're cleaning our egos up and we're cleaning our environment up and uh, by by telling the truth. But we have we to have, find the truth. We have just a couple of minutes left, James, and I, I want to, you know, we've talked more about it more from this activist side uh, in the last few minutes, but I, I want to have the last couple of of minutes to say that this just purely means to go where the inspiration and fulfillment is. So it's not that people have to even do that. It's it's finding their truth in whatever it is, whether it is design or education or business or anything. It's about being fulfilled and being that inspired being on the planet. That's right. And, and simplifying that, talking out loud about it. Mm, beautiful. It has been wonderful having you on again, and I'm so delighted about this really deep and deep and rich conversation that we're able to have on your powerful work. Uh, I invite you all to go check James out at thecelestinevision.com. Look up what he's doing in regard to the building of the community that's taking place. If you have not read The Celestine Prophecy, order your copy today. It has an added uh, piece at the back and uh, buy a few extra copies and hand it over to some of the millennials or their older children so that they can step into this way of looking and seeing and being in the world. Uh, It is time now for us to handle our control dramas, to deepen into the richness of our spiritual connection, and to begin sensing a life mission that we were designed to live. Again, you can find out more about him at CelestineVision.com. And next week, we will go into the next three insights uh, to help deepen this conversation. If you'd like to uh, go back and listen to this show or the first show, you can find those in the archives. And we look forward to hearing you next week and being with you. Until then, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.